Okay, check one, two. What's going on, guys? This is Rick J. Reina Jr., a.k.a. Ghost. Welcome to the Ghost in the Shell podcast. So, last week was very interesting. And once we planted all of those great seeds, this now turned into something incredible. So, in this week on the pod- on our podcast, we're going to be talking about godly dreams. Now, last week, we got to talk about... Uh, and explain what dreams and vision could be, right? We talked about checking our vision. Like when you go to the doctor, the eye doctor, you get your vision checked. Um, We're talking about the long-term perspective as far as if you're a believer in Christ or if you're wondering about, you know, believing in Jesus or if you're just concerned about maybe, you know, where you are as far as your your life vision. Now we're going to be using Scripture to go ahead and dissect that and to understand what's inside of us, what isn't meant for us, what God has for you in his living word, right? And and then a bunch of other great stuff. So let's check out some of these um, scriptures. Let's let's talk about them some more. And if you're driving again, um, been doing my very best on leading by example as far as this, but if you're driving, please, no texting and driving, put this on your phone set the phone down and just have a listen. <clears throat> so this week, godly dreams. Um and we're titling the whole series as far as godly dreams, but this episode is going to be um the first half of uh godly dreams and it's discerning the inner realms to fill your faith, right? Uh, our faith is the substance of those things hoped for. So in the second half of this, you'll get to understand what we mean by um, a, pretty much a revelation about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay, so um, here we go. This journey so far has taken me through challenging places, both in mind and spirit. So if it's not too much to ask, you know, please consider including my mind and heart in your prayers. <laughs> With that said, thank you so much in advance. So, dreams and visions, discerning the inner realms to fill your faith. Let's get right into it. So in Ecclesiastes 3.11, here's what it says. He has made everything appropriate in its time. He has also set eternity in your heart. Now, that's amazing. So let's, 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 let's um, check out our perspective on this. If God put eternity in your heart, what could that mean to you? Think about that for a second. If God put eternity in your heart, what could that mean for you? See, in a funny sense, doesn't that technically make us time travelers in thought? You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like you in, in thought, you're able to go to the future or to the past, right? In memories or in visions maybe that God might have for you. And if it's in the past that you go and look back, hopefully it's at all the good things that he's done. You know what I mean? That it reminds you like, hey, I've been here the whole time. Much like he did for me um, when I first turned to Christ. When I look back on my timeline, um, it was nothing that I did to look at all the good things. But he literally went back on my timeline and showed me like, look, I was there the whole time. And I cried like, weep like a little baby. So laugh at me now. 
that's that's you. I was very happy and blessed to even be able to look back on my past. All the bad things, all the good things. The just knowing that God was there through it all, it really warmed my soul, my my spirit, my heart, my everything. So, um, how about this questions? <clears throat> how about this question? Um, how different would your thinking be about what you envision in or about the throne room? How about that question, huh? What does scripture tell you the truth about it? This is what we mean about dreams and visions. This is uh, godly dreaming, godly visions, right? What would you envision about the throne room and what does scripture tell you about it? What if you genuinely meditated on those kinds of visions forward slash scriptures? In Colossians 3, 1 through 2, it says, If ye be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sit, right? Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. And then number, ver, verse 2 says, Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Right, we we as a body or as believers in Christ, we're um, we compare spiritual to spiritual, right? So that's why we ask the question about what do you what would you envision about the throne room and what does Scripture tell you about it? So that way you can put the two, compare and contrast the two together, right? Because it's a vision of the future of what we're looking towards as far as the throne room, what it would look like, what it what it is to God and what it is to Christ as as far as him sitting at the right hand of God. Now, affection when we say when it, when the scripture is saying set your affection on things above, not things on not on things on the earth, affection referring to your liking, like your liking of things up above. All right? So put it like this, hypothetically speaking, if the Bible was suddenly taken away from us, what would you have left to search through? Okay, so if God put eternity in your heart, then that means that every time that you go to the scriptures or every time that you go back to the Bible, what are you doing? You're, it's almost like what the, what, the Holy, what the Holy Spirit does or the Holy Ghost does for you. He intercedes for you. So you're also interceding for yourself. You're feeding yourself more life to go on through the day, right? To walk with Christ through your through your day and live as he did, you know, in the world. Because the world is a crazy place, right? There's there's bad news everywhere. There's things that happen every day. And we need faith to be able to what? We need the substance of our faith, of those things hoped for in the future to help keep pulling us toward instead of playing tug of war with it. So, of course, if you have the Holy Ghost, forward slash Holy Spirit, um, I say both of them just to make sure that I don't mess this up, okay? So, sorry if I say Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit a lot. Um, but He will lead you, and if you get uh, and if you get prepared and stay prepared, you also have what? The promises and the planted living word of God, right? We talked about the promises, like each of them being a piece of the puzzle, right? And not just the promises, but also every scripture is, every verse, every story in there is just a small piece to the bigger picture of who Christ is, right? The risen Savior. So um, that's what we mean when we're saying that you have the promises and the planted living word. If the Bible was suddenly taken from us, 
and you kept going back to the scriptures and, and planting that living word in you, then eventually what? You're, you'll just be walking it out with God and living his will little by little. But again, it also includes you um, wanting that for your life, right? You make that wise choice by including him so that his will can be done through each area of your life as far as uh, maybe just your relationships with yourself, your relationships with others, uh, your friendships with friends, you know, and um, when we say relationships, I'm not saying like, oh, you're a lover to somebody else in spirit. No, man, you eventually you grow up in that and you understand like, um, all right, this is my friend, but I call it a relationship because we care for each other. We're family, right? So um, the promises in the planted living word of God or living word of God to build up your hope, which is much like all the people had before in, in BC, before Christ was here, all they had was the prophecies, right? Before the Bible was actually put together in the 66 books, all they had was those promises that God had given, you know, pre-Christ. So before the Bible was put together, when all they had were the prophecies was about a coming savior. So what we're saying is they had faith, Okay, they they kept on believing that someday the risen the the savior was gonna come and um he was gonna he was gonna help them get through all of the the things that they were dealing with here on earth. But uh, God had a different vision, you know, as far as a long term um, vision and dream for for us. You know, those that had it deep in their heart. That the coming Savior was going to arrive, what did they do? Right? When Jesus finally came and he showed up, people that were blind were still able to tell, like, hey, that's Jesus. Right? They didn't miss him, is what we're what the answer that to that question is. Um, when the coming Savior was going to arrive, they did what? They didn't miss him. So even if if blind people could see him, and if people with sight couldn't. And what is that telling you? <laughs> All right, so don't get the wrong impression. There's a thin line when we express thoughts about the planting part, the planting part of the living word of God. It's not that we do it on our own, but when we are baptized by the Holy Ghost, when all that stuff, when you turn to Christ, there's something that happens, right? There's a fire, and then there's something that happens firing you for Jesus, and then something that happens with the word when it when it is... um. I, I guess the, the the word to use right now is ingested when it is put inside of you. That's why we're saying when it's planted. Um, getting into the word of God, repenting, believing Jesus Christ is the son of God, being regenerated or born again, and getting baptized physically, right? It's making your commitment to him and baptized by the Holy Ghost is to the Heavenly Father what? One of the most wisest choice, choices that you could make to prepare for what's to come okay because there's many if you haven't looked in the book of revelation there's a lot of things that are supposed to happen right and 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 being being able to focus on the things that are from above in the book of a revelation that's why we mentioned last week about the new heaven the new earth right and when there's um some special ones that will be able to reign with christ and 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 judge with you know what i mean and do all those things those are visions that are from above. Those are those are dreams that are above that we want to um, encourage focusing on and thinking on and meditating on when we say thinking. So um, 
again, to the Heavenly Father, that's one of the wisest choices that you can make to prepare for what's to come. So here's another way to understand it. If suffering here on earth first to live forever in eternity with the Lord is worth it to you, then spending time in his presence to learn how to die to your personal desires and how to discern them with the Holy Ghost is what contributes to growing your faith for, again, the future. So we, we threw out there that um, on Insano to Writer's Block on Monday, if you catch the video or if you caught the video, I introduced um, some, some scripture, some parties, supporting scripture that pertains to the gift of discernment. And um, I would encourage you to, to go and watch that video if you haven't. If you believe that I should include this, um, those episodes in the podcast, I mean, um, reach out to me and let me know. I mean, I, I think I don't think that idea came up out of nowhere. So maybe I will do that. Excuse me. And so, um, OK, so it doesn't matter what the world thinks when you're setting your mind and vision on what Jesus wants, what he has and what he will have for you. OK, so for for instance, if you have been giving given eternal life, then it's up to you to. Uh, protect that vision for the future of yourself, right? So if you if you don't guard that 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 promise that or that that blessing that Jesus has given you, which is right the promised um new body for you, you know, in the future, as far as eternal life, how 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 will if you don't include him to guard that, how will your faith grow more in that? I mean, how will the realities of the scriptures become more? real to you if you don't guard that promise given to you you know what i mean so this is what i'm saying to contribute to discernment anything i've learned about the gift started with this verse in second corinthians 10 4 through 5 this is the kjv version um for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through god and well, mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds and verse 5 is casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, right? Knowledge is what? Knowing the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So let's say, for instance, that you might be having a bad day. All right, let's put this into perspective. Let's say you're having a bad day. And you don't realize that you're having a bad day because there's some negative thoughts that are inside of yourself. And they're just constantly poking at you, poking at you, right? This is uh, much like what Christ suffered through when he went, when he was bearing the cross, you know, to go and be crucified. This is, this is like what happened, right? The world first hated him before it hated you. So in the flesh is where sin and death reigns and you no longer live there. Therefore it hates you because you have Jesus Christ. So when you can discern that it's a different story. Now you can begin to what start casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God or what you know about Jesus and bringing in into captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ. So if something is exalting itself above what you know about Jesus or God, then what? Bring it into captivity. Don't be ashamed anymore, right? If, you, if you're ashamed, then it's like you're guilty of what that, 
those things are and you are innocent now. You are forgiven from past, present, and future sin. Right? That's why we said last week or in, in, in my episode of, or in the episode of Say No to Writer's Block, there's a huge difference between a sinner and then there's a huge difference between a sinner that's saved by grace. All right, so let us explore an example. This battle is spiritual for us in Christ. It has absolutely nothing to do with what flesh and blood do because we grow in understanding that the old nature we used to live in is earthly. All right. By setting your mind on the thing on the things above is to meditate on heaven daily. Right. That sounds so beautiful to meditate on heaven daily. That's why it's so important for you to go and keep. Uh, I don't know if the word's correct to use, but digging in and or jumping in or continuously returning back to the word of God to get that life filled in you. So that way you can stand up against those things that are spiritual, that are um, um, trying to break through your, you know, the covering that you might have, trying to break through to your um, peace that you might have. You know, you're meant to have the peace and through the suffering, that's, that's, that's the beauty of it. And even if you don't have the peace all the time, his grace is still sufficient, just like he told Apostle Peter. So, and, and, and Apostle Peter, when he even told Apostle Peter that, it still is a reflection or is like what Jesus was, was doing when he was carrying the cross. Again, his grace was sufficient when our Lord was carrying that cross. So remember, time goes one way. And as we move closer to the day, I ask the Heavenly Father to reveal to you heavenly things as you walk closer to heaven a step at a time. All right. So that's my small little prayer, and I say that in Jesus' name, you know, amen. Um, all right, this episode is going to be ending right there, so that way we can jump into the second part of this. This part really got the spirit stirred up in me, so I'm going to go ahead and hop over to it. With everlasting love, though, your brother, Rick J. Rainer Jr., a.k.a. Ghost, thank you guys for listening. I'll meet you in the next episode. Hey, what's up, guys? So you made it to the second episode. Awesome. Very glad that you're here. And very excited. So this next episode is, of course, part two of part one, which is godly dreams. And the bigger part of this is uh, dreams and visions. So I'm going to go ahead and hop right into it. So that way I don't waste any more of your time if uh, that's what you consider. <laughs> but obviously you'd be listening to this because there's something that you find in it. So I woke up this morning and it dawned on me, right? It dawned on me that something God has been trying to tell me was just a, is literally about this stuff. So I'm believing God to reveal to you exactly what our prayer was through this, which is what he did for me this morning. And it didn't click to me until he he literally like showed me what it was that I was uh, writing my prayer about yesterday. And now it connects. So let's put these two together. So why the purpose of this Godly Dreams um, series just started yesterday is what it what heck dawned on me. And I was like, whoa, like seriously? <laughs> so here's something of a challenge um, and something that I'm stepping out in faith in. And uh, I just hope that nobody takes it or it rubs, it doesn't rub off on them, you know, the wrong way. Um, you know, in this world today, there's certainly no lack of dreamers. All right, there's no lack of dreamers. 
Now, the point that we're getting at is dreamers as far as, um, you know, if you have a dream, your dream is usually pertaining to something that's here on earth. This is why we're, we're saying that if you're in Christ, then to think on those things from above is to dream on those things. Right? Part of that godly, godly dreams and visions thing. So um, as far as Christians or born-again believers, that's a different story, right? So let's look at King David, since he's probably, you know, one of the more world-known warriors and, and stories in the, in the scriptures, but not just a story, which is what we're going to break down in this episode, that people are most likely aware of when it comes to the Bible and scripture, all right? So this is technically a prophecy, this is how we'll show it. Um, although David is at a younger age, um, he, okay, so although David at a younger age wasn't dreaming, he technically was. And this is where we get to get into the nice part. Um, he would go on singing when the sheep were asleep during the day, right? So with Psalm 23, 1, a Psalm of David, I'm going to say this very slow, and there's a uh, a real strong purpose to it. I want you and I need you to think about everything that Jesus did when he came in the flesh, when he died on the cross, when he resurrected. If you know, uh, if you've read all of the, um, each of the stories or each of the parables or each of the um, 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 apostles and disciples that witnessed and wrote down, you know, everything in the, in the scriptures about it, what he did, then you'll understand and get that revelation about him through these uh, through these verses in Psalm twenty three. So listen to David. All right, this is this is why I say it's a prophecy. The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not be in want. Verse two, he makes me lie down in green pastures; he leads me beside beside quiet waters. Number three. He restores my soul. He gives me, he guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Verse 4, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Verse 5, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. And verse 6, surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. All right. I'm going to go back to the top of this. And I'm going to give you a few words at the end of each verse. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. In the verse previous to this episode, we talked about um, not wanting things that are from this earth, okay? So remember that. Link it back to those verses. So number verse two, he makes me lie down in green pastures. There's a part where Jesus was like, I have nowhere to lay my head, okay? But he still had a place anywhere he went to lay his head. Somebody always opened up their house to him. And he lead, and then this is the second half of verse two. He lay he leads me besides quiet waters. 
what were we just talking about a second ago in, pre- in this um, previous episode was about peace. Jesus gives you the ultimate peace within your soul, within your spirit, within you, all right? In verse 3, he restores my soul, all right? What did he do at the cross? He died for your sins, so that way you don't have to pay what, all right? He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I would believe that's the Holy Spirit, right? The Father, the Son is in the Father, the Father is in the Son, the three in triune, in the Holy Spirit. And then verse 4, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, all right, he took on the, he took, put himself in a vessel and he walked through this place, which was the valley of the shadow of death, this earth, because it turned. I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. Whew. And verse 5, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. What did Jesus do at the Last Supper? He informed the disciples that there's somebody here that's going to betray me. They were at the Last Supper doing what? They pre- all right, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And then he says, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Later that night, Jesus went to pray into prayer and he asked for the Heavenly Father for that cup to pass him. But it was meant for him to hold that cup. And he ultimately had to go on with it. All right. Verse, and then the last verse, surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Again, this is like referring to Pentecost. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. All right. Before, um, before Jesus came, the Holy Spirit descended upon him. We've mentioned this in St. Noda Rider's blog. Now, after Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was able to be within us as we believe that Jesus is the Son of God and, and you're what? Baptized by the Holy Spirit, all that great stuff. All right, so let's go on in this episode. It sounds like, uh, this is another beautiful way to talk about it is, um, even in the scriptures, it, I, I can't remember exactly which one it is right now, but it sounds like heaven rejoicing every time we get a born-again believer right? Every time we get a new family member added to us, it's like, yes, we got another one. We pulled him out (laughs) or her out. (laughs) So plus, this is what it did. Um, This whole verse in Psalm 23, it pre-painted the picture and prophesied of who would come and fill the people's faith full of the substance of those things, those things hoped for, right? Isn't that amazing? You, you Are you guys getting this with me? <laughs> he would come to walk out those very words in the New Testament, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All right. Even up to the very last verse about the Holy Ghost, surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Man, that is incredible. Go back and listen to this, man. Go back and listen to it. Get that revelation about your Savior, about who you believe in. You deserve it, all right? You deserve to know Him more, to, to, to be able to learn with Him, with His Holy Ghost. If you got the Holy Ghost, if you don't yet, you still deserve to learn to be able to get to that point. So now I'm really going to step out in faith in this next part. This is Stepping Out in Faith Part 2. <laughs> you see, in our day and age of the church as a body, 
here's something to think about. Um, my question is, or the question is, uh, are we raising our kids to dream godly? Like, to genuinely really live out the scriptures as a reality, and to genuinely meditate on the blessed ones that give us a future to have faith in, like David was singing about? Does that make sense? So, like, to really live out the scriptures as a reality and to genuinely meditate on those blessed scriptures that give us a future, right? All the scriptures are blessed, but all we're saying is emphasis on those ones that give us the future to have faith in. Just like David David was when he was singing about the future. But he didn't, maybe he, maybe he did know about the future, or maybe he didn't. All he was doing was just singing and praising the Lord. But that's incredible, all right? So in the Old Testament, there were they were always thinking who God was going to choose as the next successor, right? I probably didn't say that word correctly. I'm totally sorry. As the next successor. <laughs> but how could he not want that on a smaller scale within our churches or the churches? I mean, do you do you hear kids? Or other people's kids saying, you know, when I grow up, I want to be a prophet. Or when I grow up, I want to be a teacher for the church. Or when I grow up, I want to go on missions as Jesus gave us as far as what? The Great Commission, right? So here, here's some um, points that we make as far as that. As far as our kids and, and them growing up and, and having dreams about... Um, as far as godly dreams and godly visions. When they're young, it's hard for, for me to say this too, being that I have four of my own. But as they grow up, they go, they go through similar spiritual battles, much like David did in the physical one right here in this scripture. Um, this also reminds us how in the New Testament, we're fighting a spiritual battle, right? Because Jesus fulfilled the prophecy so far and we're waiting or we're patiently in peace for the ones that are in Revelation to come true. Oh, I'm so sorry, my phone. I have a bunch of alarms that go off throughout the day. So, okay, so as far as the one, the prophecies in Revelation, they're going according to, you know, what is uh, happening in, in life right now. So in 1 Samuel 17, 34 through 36, um, this verse reminds us, um, but David said to Saul, your servant was tending his father's sheep when a lion or a bear came and took a sheep from the flock. Now, verse 35, I went out after it and attacked it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. And when it rose up against me, I grabbed it by its mane and struck it and killed it. And then verse 36, your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. So to me, that paints the picture of Satan as the lion roaming around trying to find whom he can devour. And the bear points toward the future, which is where the beast that's already prophesied about in Revelation. Though, since it's a prophecy, the beast has already lost in Jesus' terms, right? Because we already have uh, future promises of what a new heaven and a new earth are uh, about Jesus coming back. And all of those wonderful things. So in another context and in our day and age, what do we call that for our kids? Right? What do we call that for our kids? Like 
as far as like what David did with the lion and the sheep. I mean, with the lion, the sheep, and the bear, and all of that. Um, we call it for them going to school, showing up in life, and living in everyday life. And as far as them, they don't know how to regulate their emotional health, or let alone understand it. Some are living in their first given nature, right? And others are learning about their new one, or they're getting to the point where they'll be able to learn about their new, a new um, nature, which is putting on Christ, which is the, n- the new man. Um, but look at how amazing God is as far as the good news, all right? So this is where we go a little bit further, a little bit deeper. First Samuel, or a little higher, however you want to call it. First Samuel 17, 24 through 25. Verse 24 says, as soon as the Israelite army saw him, they began to run away in fright. Have you seen the giant? The man asked. He comes out each day to defy Israel. The king has offered a huge reward to anyone who kills him. He will give the man one of his daughters for a wife, and the man's entire family will be exempted from paying taxes. All right, so this is where it gets interesting. Let's first point to the bride as the daughter of the king of kings. And then let's point to Jesus finishing everything at the cross. Then resurrecting on the third day and what? Becoming the way or the door. Now you and I no longer have to what? As a born again family member. We no longer have to pay those taxes or the wages of sin and death. By believing that Jesus is the Son of God and continuing with Him. All right, so let's go back to this other part where, but David said to Saul, Your servant was tending his father's sheep. All right, so um, it also paints a picture of Jesus when he came and took up the cross. He, he, what did he do? He, he, he put his, he took out. Satan, right? He 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 finished the work. He shed his blood, and now we can um, cover ourselves in it when we go to the Father. So make time to research and find where Jesus is from the little parables to the biggest, greatest stories ever. And what do you think they're full of? Nothing? Of course not. If revelation is what points you to Jesus, ask the Heavenly Father for that kind of revelation meditate on those kinds of godly dreams and visions how much more would your faith be grown founded and built on the rock just like the ones david would go on to defeat goliath with all right so those pebbles were the least expected way to defeat the giant that everyone else was afraid of satan much like jesus was the person that some least expected to be as the king of heaven or to usher in the kingdom of God, or that he was the Messiah, or that he would go on to crush the head of the snake and put his real enemy back in his place. Not that Satan was his equal, but to take back those keys for the Holy Ghost in you to lead you, teach you, comfort you, help you, etc. So if any of you are thinking about giving up right now, I ask the Heavenly Father to reignite that fire of the gift that he's given you for Jesus in you, all right? Or that you, may be, that you may grow to be more unashamed of his gospel and testimony, and church would be a part of your everyday life if it isn't already.
and that you could go to be like our risen savior and defeat the spiritual giants in the different areas of your life that Satan may have tried to or got his hands on. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so the question of this blog is, or the question of this podcast is, how could how much could godly dreaming about what heaven be like, how much could it hurt you? How much would it hurt you? There is someone out there that God is calling to get closer to him through his living word so that he can shape your views and perspectives around what he wants for your life with him and not only what you want for in your life or not only what you want him for in your own life. All right, so here's one more idea. Instead of letting gravity hold you down, let the heavenly father, his will for your life and his dreams and visions for from his living word become your gravity. All right. Think about that. Play this episode again over and over. All of it will make sense. I promise you. And yes, I promise you. Um, all I ask for you is to have a blessed one and enjoy these episodes. More of them are coming. Um, again, your brother, Rick J. Rainer Jr., a.k.a. Ghost. Uh, I don't really want to say too much more on that so that way we can leave it up to God to speak to your heart and open up your heart more in more areas of your life so that way you can take back what the enemy took, the spiritual enemy. All right, remember that. It's a spirit battle. We can, we can say it over and over to ourselves, but do we really understand that? Do we really believe that? It's a spiritual battle. Other than that, um, again, have a blessed one, and I'll see you guys next week, or I'll speak with you guys next week. Looking forward to it. For until then, enjoy these, enjoy these uh, two very, very, very filled um, episodes. Peace out.